today on Commitment to Truth. There will be evil that will try to come against you because you're wrestling not against flesh and blood. If you're doing what's right before God, evil will try to stop you. But then there'll be just troubles because it's like you're in the right place at the right time all the time and there'll be trouble because there'll be people and adversaries that are against the gospel, period. You'll be at work minding your business. Trouble will happen. But we should be refreshed to know this truth, that as we are encountering gospel hardship, it's not a surprise. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or evildoer or troublesome meddler. Now remember, Jesus pointed out what a murderer is. If you say you hate your brother, you have what? You've committed murder. So today, if you have relational issues, you're a murderer. I'm a murderer. If some, remember we talked about someone you think you can live without? John Mark, if there's someone in your life right now that you think you can live without, guess what you and I are categorically are? Murderers. If you say you hate your brother, I can live without you. I can go on without you. I don't need you. We are categorically a murderer. And sometimes we wonder why we suffer, right? Many times it's so directly connected to relational issues. We suffer because of a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a troublesome meddler. Don't be in everybody's business. Let God handle people's business. He does it better than we do. But if anyone suffer as a Christian, being Christ-like little Christ, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in his name. Then if you skip to verse 19, therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God are to entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. But we should also be refreshed to know that you have other brothers and sisters who are part of this church and a part of the church worldwide. Guess what? They are experiencing the same thing you are. First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 through 10 says this to you and I. Be of sober spirit. Be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, right? Remember I said evil? Evil is there. And we shouldn't be surprised that evil is around. Seeking someone to devour. So resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself, listen to what his promise is, perfect you, confirm you, strengthen and establish you. <clears throat> Refreshing is always on the way. 
But to tie all this together, please see this, is that this gospel hardship is nothing foreign to the body of Christ. But always remember, though, as the body of Christ, I can't be putting myself in silly situations, precarious positions, and then now I'm suffering because of that. But if I maintain this faithfulness to Christ, faithfulness in my calling, I have this confidence that, you know what? Help is on the way. Refreshment is on the way. But then secondly, the beautiful thing about it is, as we look around this room, you can rest assured there is someone in this room suffering just like you. That should provide you additional refreshment. That I'm not in this thing alone. Which should also say to you and I that you shouldn't be isolated in the body of Christ. That if you're a guy, all you do is go to work, come home, and there's no other brothers in your life, you're isolated. And chances are you're feeling miserable, you're feeling a beat up, you're feeling, you know, frustrated because you have no one providing you refreshment. Yes, we need it from God, but there's time you need another brother to come visit you. Right? I mean, if you're, you could be a college student. You're just going through, you know, college chaos and frustration and you're trying to do the right thing and, and you're just stressed out and frustrated. Well, do you realize there's a whole bunch of people in this church that have, that have gone through all that and more and there's some who are still going through it that if you don't connect with them, well, guess what? You're going to feel isolated, alone, and the enemy, the wicked one, would just eat your lunch and take your lunch money. He's a bully. I mean, if you're, if you're a single person, it's like, oh, this, you know, I'm trying to live pure and, 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 and let the gospel just, you know, be evident in my life. And I'm just trying to, you know, not have premarital sex. And, but, oh, okay, how am I? That's a bunch of people that God has strengthened to live holy and pure before marriage. But if you isolate it, you're going to think you're the only one with a temptation problem. And the list goes on. The, the enemy will separate you and isolate you and beat you down. But we're the body of Christ. Christ is the head. He refreshes us. Other parts of the body comes alongside. Do what? Refresh one another. Amen? It's refreshing to know that we're not suffering hardship alone. How do we refresh each other? Here's our final point, verses 10 through 13. It says, for this reason, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen. Please understand that uh, underlying that verse. So that they also may obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus and with it enter it eternal glory. Uh, the statement is trustworthy. For if we die with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Refreshment also comes through enduring hardship I like to say this for this one, uh, for the chosen ones, for those who are chosen. In other words, 
there are people who have come to know Jesus Christ and there are people who will come to know Jesus Christ. But it is our responsibility who have already come to know Jesus Christ to endure for them. For this reason, I endure. I remain. I do not recede or flee under misfortunes, trials, that I hold fast to the faith in Christ. You see, it's so easy when we're going through to just throw in a towel, just flee, feel as though this thing called faith in Christ just isn't for me, right? Especially when the hardships come. But you cannot forget the others. You're required, I'm required, we're required to endure hardship for other people so it may refresh their souls. The word chosen means this, to obtain salvation through Christ. So again, those people that God... uh, has already rescued through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but then also those that we know, he knows already, we don't know, so we can't pick and choose who they are, right? He knows who's going to accept him, who's going to deny him, but those who, uh, who are the chosen ones, if you would, it's our responsibility to live circumspectively and live in a way that is holy and righteous and just so that they will be without excuse and they can also see how it's done. It's our responsibility to live before them without excuse. See, this refreshments come from, again, this enduring hardship so that the, the, the evidence of Christ is so visible in our lives. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. And I'm sure many of you have, have heard this, read this, and can even recite it. Listen to what it says, please. But we have this treasure in earthly containers or vessels so that the extraordinary greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus. Why? so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who live are constantly being handed over to death because of Jesus. Why? So that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. Church, there's sometimes we just got to go through. Don't understand why. Don't get it. We may think it's unfair. But it's always an end game. And that end game is other people. So that they too may come to know the Jesus, the Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, just as you do. It is always refreshing to know that our hardship one day will give life to somebody. You see, that's part of that relationship with Christ. That's part of emulating the character of Christ. Right? Because the scripture says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised shame. Guess who's the joy? All of us. 
He thought about us. And so he chose not to call legions of angels to take him down from the cross. Because of us, he chose to say, well, Father, not my will, but your will be done. That calling, that responsibility as little Christ rests on us today. Still rests on us today, church. For the sake of others, I endure. Amen. How can we refresh each other? Again, refreshment comes from the required gospel hardship, but it also comes from our enduring, enduring the hardship for those who also are chosen. So let me end with this. Remember last week I said I found this article, 30 free or cheap ways to reduce stress and to refresh yourself. Here's a couple more. So high five the next person you walk by. High five somebody. Can you high five somebody? All right. <laughs> and, then, and then guess what it says? Then wash your hands. <laughs> All right. But here's the one we want to focus on today. All right. It says volunteer your time on a Saturday morning or just volunteer your time. He says, I always feel better when I'm helping others. Here's the go. Here, listen, church. How are you spending your time? There's three, I like to say, stewardship categories of a, of a follower of Jesus Christ. Your time, your talent, your treasures. They begin to define your life. Right? Because we realize that, you know what? <laughs> the more you start seeing people die around you, you realize your, your time doesn't belong to you. He's the manager of your time. Your talents only come from him. All you need is one physical, emotional, mental mishap, and you realize how much you're relying on the Savior. And lastly, treasures. He says, where your treasures are, there will be your what? Your heart. That's so, so these three are going to help navigate your relationship with Christ. And you have to come to some conclusion of what the authority of the Word of God says about all three. But the challenge is always... One of the first is, this is my time. I need me time. We hear, we hear all of that, right? Me time, mommy time. Rather do you hear daddy time. I guess maybe we don't count or something like that. But, you know, maybe man cave is daddy time or something. But at the end of the day, there's always this, this possession. We think we possess the time. Well, I'm going to work overtime. I'm going to work some extra time. Ah, time doesn't belong to us at all. So our challenge, I think, this time is, is that, you know, where are we spending our time? Yes, yes, yes. Any person in their right mind, yes, you want to lock in time with your family your, your, and those you love. Absolutely. But what about everybody else? Here, here's the strange thing about family dynamic that I've learned. <laughs> Eventually, your wife's going to get tired of you just staying around the house. And she's going to say, you have any friends you can play with? <laughs> Eventually, your kids are going to feel smothered, truth be told, especially by daddies. Because we have the art of smothering. That's why he says to you and I, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Didn't say moms. Moms get the pass. I don't know why, but they just get the pass. <laughs> right? But your, your, 
<laughs> your challenge, wives and moms, is what? You become you could become like a drippy faucet. Drip, drip. Matter of fact, I have one at home that my wife is probably mad at me about. That have to change. <laughs> that just came to mind because I just saw it this morning. <laughs> it's like, what in the world does that have to do with anything? But yeah, don't tell Lisa. <laughs> um, but but where was that? So so at the end of the day, our challenge is to realize that. Yes, you should naturally family. That's cool. Yeah. But the most difficult part is, well, can I lose sleep over someone else? In other words, let's say you maxed out with family or maybe you need to reallocate some time that family that you need to say, well, what am I doing for others? Others. That maybe I have to think a little bit harder and longer to consider them. What we forget and neglect is that many times that is the greatest opportunity for refreshment for ourselves. You see, a man can be around his family because of obligation. I'm obligated to be with my family because my daddy wasn't with my family. So I'm obligated. Well, the Bible tells me I got to. Right? And yeah, respond to that. All, all is correct. But if God is only giving you 365 days out of a year and 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, does anybody else fit in that equation? Who else are you refreshing? And who else are you allowing to refresh? you. As a pastor, one of the greatest moments and times of refreshment is when I come to a men's fellowship, join a men's call, and I'm sitting there saying, dang, I remember when that brother was just off the hinges, and now he loves the Lord, and he is exegeting the scriptures, and he is passionate about the scriptures, and I don't have to correct anything he says. You don't think that refreshes me? But if I don't make the effort to be there, I miss it. It's just as simple as that, church. I'm personally still required to be refreshed. I'm still personally required to refresh no matter how busy my life is, no matter how much responsibility I have, there is this responsibility to the body of Christ to not just be transactional, but to be relational. And relationships is what ultimately refreshes us. Go to work, come home, go to work, and just be in your little world. Stuff starts unhinging. All you need is the right pressure. Then you realize how, how weak the gasket is, right? How loose the screw is. But what keeps it tight and right is understanding that, yes, there's this family, relational dynamic, internal family, external family. 
but I also need the family of God, the body of Christ, because God has used that to help us all become more like Jesus. Inexcusable. It's required of us. Yes. So make some time for each other because it's good for you and it's good for the other person. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the body of Christ because we truly do need each other. And God, I pray through the power of your Holy Spirit that even now you can speak to our hearts to really understand what we do need to adjust so that we can apply everything we've learned today. Thank you again for listening to our series from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.